This is Heart Talks, a podcast series from Heart Magazine. I'm Bas Blasa, web editor at Heart. This episode is part of a special series in which we talk to artists and art professionals on the occasion of the 39th edition of Art Brussels. Tamara Behet. I'm one of the editors of Heart, and uh, I'm having a talk here at Art Brussels, the art fair, um, with Hadassa Emrich. Hello, Hadassa. Welcome. Hi, Tamara. <laughs> Thank you. Nice to have you here. Um, you are presenting works at the fair uh, with the White House Gallery. I'm just going to mention the booth number so that people can visit you. It's uh, booth 6D24. It's in a prime section apparently what does that mean <laughs> to be in a prime section well the prime section is in a way the main section i assume you know so there's other sections like discovery for younger galleries or um, i guess maybe there's new sections being invented all the time as i as i believe so uh, rediscovery right. discovery main so these are the galleries that are more kind of have been in around for a while. They've and, been um, around for yeah. a while. Yeah. How long have you worked with the uh, White House Gallery? We start, I think we did our first show end of 2016. Okay. Yeah, so it's been a few years now. Okay, so it's a little bit like a family relation. Kind already. of, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you showing at the fair? Tell me a little bit about what we can see at the booth. So I'm showing a new painting uh, on canvas, uh, obviously, oil on canvas, and it's quite big it's 220 high by 140 okay very colorful uh, it's actually depicting a fruit a jackfruit <laughs> and there's two collages made of vinyl okay yeah, yeah which I are was a bit smaller i was wondering about the materials because mm -hmm. they are collages but you can clearly see it's it's not paper so it's really like it's very textural the True. vinyl how how did you start working with this material Yeah, so what you actually see are printing templates that I have used okay. for other works. Yeah, yeah. For example, the painting has been made with the help of these kinds of shapes. So basically I print them in my studio. So the material is a template that I use, a flooring vinyl. Right. And then I collect all the used templates. And then when they're dry, I can reuse them into and use them for new works. So these come out of, of that process. Okay, so it's kind of all related to each other as well. True, true. And how would you, what's the difference for you between making a painting and making a collage? Because obviously the, the depth is very different, also material-wise. True. Well, the, the paintings that I make, I basically design up front, so I quite know what's coming. Like, I really plan the steps of how big it will be. Mainly also the colors are already decided. Of course, there's always room to improvise when I'm in the studio. Um, but everything's quite planned okay. and of course the vinyl shapes that are left over especially when they are collected through the years gives me an enormous uh, variety to, to play with so it's a way more spontaneous process that allows for a lot more possibilities and this possibility left to coincidence a little bit true yeah. so it gives me okay, different okay. ways of working yeah. which is very nice mm -hmm. and maybe we should zoom out a little bit of course because we've been We are, we're already diving really into your work, but on the other hand, maybe listeners haven't seen it yet. Mm -hmm. So I would describe your works as very colorful, quite abstract at times, um, but also there are some figurative elements that really 
appeal to the imagination, I would say. You, you work with um, elements of fruits, plants, flowers. Talk to me a little bit about what, what we can see in your work. Yes, so a, a, red thread, a red line throughout my work has been actually an investigation into what the exotic can be. So mm -hmm. let's say exoticism in its variety, in its width, has interested me for very early on as both um, looking for source material of what represents exotic as we know it. Let's say tourist brochures, um, you know, holiday pictures, um, indigenous people or textiles can be many things, but of course also the, the critical side of, of what that means and the problematic view on exoticism interests me from my own background mm -hmm. as a Dutch-Indonesian person. Um, so I've been looking at source material from, from a long time ago and collecting a lot of plants, exotic plants, exotic fruits, but also the female body comes into the picture, of course, mm -hmm. as, as the exotified uh, object of desire yeah. which interests me a lot there's a very sensual aspect in some of the shapes that you, True. That you use in your work yeah that's very purposefully done so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm it's not a coincidence let's say <laughs> right, right <laughs> yeah right. yeah so this is for me also very related of course the, the idealization of, of the body and mainly the exotic body how did you how did you start painting I really want to know because it's such a common medium in a way mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people do it but on the other hand a lot of people do it so you know it's also a tough choice to make I think to yeah. devote your life to, to painting um, how how did that happen when did you was it one specific point in your life where you decided I'm going to be a painter well like like most of us I was drawing and, and painting as a, as a child and sometimes I think it's because I was a, a single child of my parents and a kid of divorced parents. I was actually alone a lot. <laughs> that made me kind of do it a lot in my, okay. in my time. So I, I don't really recall having many other hobbies or anything. Mm -hmm. And it kind of seemed so natural to me to at one point just continue with it in, at art school. And I actually loved making little booklets and comic strips as a, as a oh, kid great. as well. Okay. Yeah, so I like making narratives or even designing like yeah. school books or something for, mm -hmm. for kids. Like I loved being busy with that. Like I had an old typewriter and I was always typing and so I was just occupying myself a, a lot with that and then basically I, I still love doing that, just being by myself in the studio, long days and you know, it's, it's the same in a way. <laughs> but does it get lonely? Because I can imagine it kind of, it, it sounds pretty isolated in a way as well. I mean, it sounds fun, but it also sounds maybe a little isolated. Yeah, I think throughout the years, of course, you, you become a professional and so you know mm -hmm. that, that it's balanced between right. being in the social side, like this kind of event, like an art fair where you meet a lot of people and so it's, I also enjoy that a lot. So that, that gives me also a lot of, of joy and also then, of course, the excitement to, to show the work, see the, the reaction of the people. So, of course, it it's all becomes part of the same thing somehow. And I'm really curious, because you mentioned that you used to draw comic strips. What happened with that? Did you ever, <laughs> <laughs> did you ever continue with that? Is it something you, or like just making any kind of narrative at all? Is it something you still want to do or are not, maybe not, you're not doing really it in I secret? Think, well, I think sometimes that the work I'm doing now is also work that I would have 
love to make maybe 10 years ago but wasn't able to make like I think sometimes you know you, you see something in your in your mind but you can't yet get that or, or mm -hmm. fetch it but it's a sensation and I think in a way now I'm doing things that I wish I had somehow achieved then but it's okay you know but maybe it's the same with the comic strip they can come back it's cyclical you know it's like things revolve you get interested your interest um, lives back up for something you mm -hmm. rediscover yourself I think Yay. that's really nice when you have been busy for a while and look yeah, and back you have and I mean you have yeah. to keep finding yeah. a challenge or keep some finding something interesting for yourself to do as well I guess you don't want to have a feeling that you're repeating yourself yeah exactly yeah. and I think you should stay curious but mm -hmm. also know what what you've learned yeah. you know like it's keep a critical eye but also be aware that there's at one point you have a lot in your in your suitcase of experience so yeah. it's an interesting an interesting point I think at this age <laughs> that I'm at <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we, what I also really want to know is um, of course at the fair it's different because you're being presented in a booth together with other represented artists um, but what I do know is in solo exhibitions you often have paintings and then you continue working on on the wall so you you also build installations and you combine a wall painting with paintings on canvas mm -hmm. etc so there's really like this monumental aspect to it um, why why do you do that why does that interest you yeah I think it comes from a desire to to create an immersive experience mm -hmm and to make something almost larger than life. You know, that's something that maybe also comes out of that, that youth, of kind of kind of an isolation or kind of a feeling of, um, you know, when you're probably by yourself a lot, the, the desire for something else can, can have a lot of space to grow. And as a, I grew up in, in Limburg, in the south, and um, of course in the, in the 70s, and you know, there was, it was always elsewhere. And I think that, that feeling has driven me to, to reach very high and reach very far. Because it kind of made me think, like, why not? You know, like, mm -hmm. why can't I reach for the stars because I'm from here? You know what I mean? It was kind of a, a feeling that has driven me to, to do big things and to, to kind of think, yeah, I'm going to have this, this desire for this ecstatic experience. That has remained with me through, throughout my life. That I still still love to evoke, basically. <laughs> That's beautiful because, yeah. as a viewer, it's true that you're kind of when you're confronted with this huge, colorful wall painting. It's just it, it just absorbs you completely. It's yeah, and it and mm -hmm. kind of it's almost a psychedelic experience true. as well at yeah. some point. You know, because your colors are very bright, are very there's kind of a magical aspect to it as well even in your canvases I would say oh, that's great because that that would be fantastic of course if people can actually have uh, an experience in different level physical yeah. mental emotional you know that would be uh, yeah, amazing to achieve that if my work can achieve that <laughs> and is this also something because it's it's quite an ambition um, that I'm hearing now like you really want to do something transcendental almost mm -hmm. and kind of build things larger than life larger than yourself are you also ambitious let's say career-wise um, is it is, are you do you have certain goals that you want to reach as an artist sure I think if you wouldn't have those goals 
I would find that personally a bit strange, especially I've studied in London, for example, I've done my master's and you get confronted with, first of all, an economical reality that's very different from, for example, Belgium or the Netherlands where I grew up. And it's, um, it's another thing, you know, and I think in the end you realize also when you get older that this energy that you have, you can only spend it once, you know, and that's a bit that you become more and more aware of. It's a bit of a loss of innocence, of course, but there's, it's just no other way. Yeah, but you just have to yeah. make the most out of it because you only have one life, basically. That and yeah, also the energy you put into a work. Yeah. It's, it's not a mass-produced thing, so of mm -hmm, course mm -hmm. the, the magic that comes out of this energy giving right. to this piece can't be repeated in that same way. Right. So that's something to uh, yeah to become one more aware of, and I've had to learn that against yeah, against yeah. the odds. <laughs> but yeah. is it? Do you really always give it your all? Because it's I mean, it's I think it's super fascinating to work on a on a painting, but on the other hand, it's really draining, maybe or definitely, sure. And it can really have you in a spell, under a spell, mm -hmm. when you're in the work, and it won't let you go. You know, so it's almost sometimes plays yeah. that game and in a way that's why I'm happy to have the murals as well because there's another time economy at stake sometimes right. it's just a week or a few days mm. and it's really just doing it and how long do you work on a, on a painting on canvas like like the one that's being presented at the booth for example two meters was it two meters 20 yeah in true, height? true it depends because um, because I sometimes reuse the same motive mm -hmm. and then I've learned from the previous painting but I want to try out different elements differently you know so then it's kind of um, a painting that it's not that I've done it before but I'm doing it in a different way like it's a variation basically yeah. like actually a fruit can have another appearance right. again you can have two um, apples but they're not exactly the same yeah world yeah. of different yeah. apart for example yeah. <laughs> already that's fascinating <laughs> indeed and sometimes, of course, I have works that are completely um, new from the start. Everything needs to be discovered again. And that, that, that of course, takes longer and there's more right. at stake and there's more nervousness in the process. So, of course, there's different ways of, of coming to the work, to the completion. But so, in both cases, you would have, like, sketching material or trials yes. or... True, true. So, that's yeah. also part of a yeah, long the process, work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it starts, yeah. uh, indeed, with source material and, and then trying different compositions, colors, combinations, till then coming to a sort of design that I'm happy about and then I go to the studio and then I do it. So it's very yeah. steps. Yeah. And yeah. is it, do you, I'm really curious about your routine. Do you go to your studio nine to five on weekdays or how, how does that work? Yeah, so the, the studio work indeed is quite like that. Also because I have a family. And so the murals is a different economy because those have to be made on yeah. site and then I can stay 24 yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, also yeah. among the adrenaline of doing them. So it's, uh, yeah, I like to also have different routines and it's, it's basically, I think, a healthy thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Structure is nice to have. Well, in a way, it fits my working process, how mm -hmm. I work now with this kind of, you know, I also know when I don't have enough time to finish something with the hours I have, I will not do it because I would frustrate right. myself. Okay, I yeah, do yeah, something yeah. else in that time. <laughs> well, I guess it's part of a long learning process exactly. to kind of find your own rhythm and your own routine and then, you know, just yeah. structure your life. Exactly. And yeah. that's really great about by, about being becoming a mature artist because you you know you try not to, to you know run over your own feet in that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. 
I want to talk to you as well about, um, so you're being represented um, by White House Gallery. Um, they're showing you here at the fair, but um, since I think some months, you're also being represented by an Amsterdam gallery called Romandos. Sure. Um, and you had a show there, I it's some months ago. Tell me when it was exactly. It was in January. In and January, into right. February. Exactly. Yeah. I, I had the idea that this was a really important thing for you because they're quite a big gallery. They work very internationally. You had a solo show pretty quickly. Uh, it was called Botanical Body Bliss, which I, I love <laughs> an alliteration, so I was really <laughs> happy. Um, yeah, can you talk a little bit about that? Sadly, the show is already over, but still True. I wanted to get into it a little bit um, yeah. with you because I, I have a feeling that it's an important moment for you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's, uh, it's been a fantastic cooperation with, with the gallery and the team. Uh, very professional. It mm -hmm. uh, was a super good vibe. I was really given the space and I think it went very, very well. So I'm really happy about the reception of the show and the next projects that we're going to do. So we're, we're working together now. And indeed, because of course in the end I'm a Dutch artist, at least I've been in Belgium for now eight years and of course I've studied at HISC, I'm a bit in between. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in the end I'm a Limburg girl, so that makes sense, you yeah. know, but... Um, but then again so, you yeah. studied in London, you yeah. know, so you have, and you have a mixed background and so yeah. it, it kind of feels like the international level feels, you feel very at home on an international level, I would say. Yeah, I think so. I'm very excited about this next step. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I feel, I feel ready. Let's put it like that. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and do you have, are there collaborations with other galleries even uh, internationally or? Yeah, so there will be um, a project with the Super Infinite Gallery, a, a gallery from Bucharest, who is also okay. on, the, on Art Brussels, yeah. I think in the discovery section. And also I've planned a show with the Cosaire Gallery in Düsseldorf. Okay. So wow. um, I won't be... Um, Conquering you know, Europe. <laughs> I won't bore myself in the next no, <laughs> few no. years. <laughs> and, and what else is new? Because you're also taking part right now in a group show called Borderline. Um, it, I think it opened pretty recently. True. It's, uh, it's called Borderline Between a Line and a Border. Mm -hmm. It's at Kunstraum, which is the private space of German collector Joachim von Beust in Uccle, in, in, in Brussels. So you wouldn't immediately right. think it's in yeah, Brussels, yeah. but it is in Brussels, <laughs> on the outskirts of Brussels, in a beautiful house. Um, and it's a really great, I didn't know it before, and mm -hmm. uh, Valentin uh, Himpens, who works with Joachim, has included me in the show. And I'm very excited about it, because next to my work, there's, for example, Evelyn Axel, who's iconic and who I've discovered Belgian few years pop ago. artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. fantastic. So I'm over really the moon, under the basically. radar for many years, and I feel like she's really making a comeback right fantastic. now. Fantastic. Uh, I'm so happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah and I, I saw it actually well. in Tate Modern in 2015 yeah, in the yeah. World Goes Pop. Yeah. And that show, anyway, blew my mind, you know. So I was yeah. really just before moving to Brussels. So I took that energy and then <laughs> blasted oh, the place. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, that's why this show is so important, okay, also. Yeah because it's my work basically it's literally next to her work and it's just like wow <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's still really important for you to you know find yourself next to totally someone yeah. who's an example maybe even for definitely you no i think that's always that should always be 
there for an artist that without that, you know, why? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. And what what are your other inspirations? Tell me about because you look so happy when you mention Evelyn Axel, <laughs> I want to. <laughs> who else who else does this to you? Who else inspires you? Well as I said in that show I discovered many female artists that mm-hmm. I even never heard of that they were from Asia and, and or even um, Latin America, Southern Europe that were working it wasn't perhaps even called pop art for them, but of course they were inspired by what was happening with, of course, the domestic, uh, basically the, you know, of course, the, the, the housewives were basically freed from their duties this, this time period. So it's an especially interesting period of that some women could actually do this and and took the forefront but have remained under the radar for so long and of course on a social level it was also yeah. just an important period yeah. in time exactly um, yeah exactly for, politically for especially yeah. let's say like in in spain of course there was a dictator you know mm-hmm. so actually mm-hmm. this this should be looked at per per section per country right. yeah of course and that's what that show did and that was why it was so smart and so mind-blowing and i was like wow you know that's that's great. These kinds of shows should be really made and, and for the big public. So, uh, yeah, like I saw, of course, Kiki Kogelnik was in it as well, mm-hmm. who had a big presentation in the Venice, in the last Venice Biennial. Yes. So I think that's, those are great things you know, to see that happening. Yeah. And it's very inspiring me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> what, is, what is your... Do you dream of your own museum show, for example, or the Venice Biennale, or is that like... Is it a cliche or is it really every artist's ambition? I don't know if it's every artist's ambition, but it's definitely mine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, do you I want mean. to say your phone number? <laughs> they can call you. <laughs> no, I think you know. I believe what I said. I believe in 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 the fact. Of course, an artist has to be ready. You shouldn't be naive about if you dream if things happen too early it can be bad if they happen too late it's not okay it's all timing you need to kind of believe that at one point you will attract mm-hmm. the streams if you don't or maybe you know you have to free your mind it's a, it's a very complex thing of course an artist yeah. career and it can happen in so many crazy ways like, yeah and i, th- you know, I think a so lot there's a lot of intuition as well right sometimes you just meet someone and the moment yeah. is right and yeah. you, you have a collaboration or at least that's what it's like for me oftentimes exactly um, so yeah. it's it's good to stay alert but not to to you know i mean you have to really know and and yeah. feel what's a constant work mm-hmm. as well to really stay in, in touch with you may think you're ready or maybe you're not at all you know yeah. so it's you don't know sometimes but it's good to dream i think you have to always dream and try to put the bar high for yourself yeah. so that's think a good thing that I always try to also tell to, to younger uh, artists. Well, I was going to yeah. say this is actually really nice to hear because yeah. it's such perfect advice for mm. a younger generation of artists as well. Um, and is it, but are you also when you're here at the fair, today's the opening day, so lots of people from the art world, lots of collectors here, lots of other artists, is it really hard work? Do you really feel like you're consciously networking or what does that feel like for you? I don't know if you would, would call it like that. Of course, I'm here to to see if I can make some connections, of course, mm-hmm. to see the people that are in the field. Um, but I'm not like here with a kind of a plan like I should talk to this, this or this person. Because mm-hmm. from experience, I think that never works. 
uh, it has to be natural, has to be organic. There's some coincidences at play, and again, it's the same attitude as with the career, where you kind of let, have to let yeah, things yeah. happen a bit, but you have to be there, otherwise they will not happen anyway. You know, so it's a bit yeah. like that. So yeah. I try to be relaxed and trust. And hopefully, <laughs> one of your works will be sold. Does that make you? Does, would it make you happy if if your work is bought? How? Because I I often wonder, you know. Um, It's an art fair, of course people buy art, which is totally okay, but as an artist it also means that you have to give it away, separate yourself from your artwork. But how do you feel about that? Well, I think indeed if you think about what's at stake for the galleries, for yourself as an artist at these kinds of places, I think, of course, yes, the first priority in a way is to to put the work into collections, preferably good collections mm -hmm. of people who, you know, put, put a kind of other value than just a market value to the work. There's many yeah. different values happening in the same time, so that's very fascinating and it's complex, I think. So, of course, you're always happy with a sale, I think, as an artist, because it means also your survival. It's an, it's um, an income, of course. Yeah, sure, and it's... it's um, Yeah, I think, and of course, on top of that, you hope that it, the work would end up in a in a good collection. Mm -hmm. yeah, so it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and have a wider audience as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. And, and put into an interesting context, like what I said with the work next to Evelyn Axel, you know what I mean? So let's say if the work yeah. ends up in a collector's place that already has that type of work, that would be extra right. fantastic. Yeah. So you want your work to be actually to be taken care of but also to be in a right context I guess well that's the ideal that that yeah. we all hope for of course I think also yeah, yeah. the gallery would, would like that for their mm -hmm. artists mm -hmm. in general yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely um, how long is this show on view borderline I think it's going into May but I would right. actually have to look on the website okay. to give you an I exact date <laughs> I have to admit I didn't look it up either yeah. but uh, it's on the website that's one good thing to know um, what's what's the next step for you is there another project coming soon what are you working on yeah many things in the same time actually mm -hmm. so there's some public commissions I'm working on as well okay Uh, quite large scale, like a tunnel and uh, a big glass wall. A tunnel? A yeah, Tell crazy. me more. <laughs> Tell me everything. <laughs> it's in the far north, in Groningen, so I'm working okay. on, a, on a tunnel there. Actually, it's going to be all over printed with my motives, so it's very exciting. Wow, yeah. Yeah, so I'm working on that. That's another thing again from the murals and uh, the, the yeah, paintings. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm actually working on new works for uh, the Armory show that Ron is going to show, Ron Mandos, in September. So that's very, very exciting. Big it's art United fair. States. Yeah. 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 So I'm taking my time now to, to really focus on, on my best quality, you know, to really give it my best. So I need also some time and, and reclusion in the studio to uh, Yeah, I can imagine that. that requires yeah. quite some focus as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. When would the when would the tunnel be be finished in Groningen? Very Ideally. soon, actually. <laughs> it's the fifth of June. It's going to open. Okay. Yeah. That's very yeah. soon. That's okay. very soon. I'm putting it in my agenda. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely put some pictures up on social media. Yeah, looking forward. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I wish you for now a really nice day at the art fair. Thank I wish you. you. Good luck with all those beautiful projects. Thank you the rest so much. Of your beautiful career. <laughs> And thank you so much for having this conversation. Thank, thank you, you too. That's great. <laughs> thank you. See you. Bye bye.
This was an episode of Heart Talks, a podcast series from Heart Magazine. It was recorded and edited by me, Bas Blasa, with the help of Marco Lumpies, Ezra Babsky, and Charlotte Bodart. Producer is Kathleen Vetz. The music we used is made by Hicham Shahidi, and the visual for this podcast is designed by Philip Marneff. To find out more, visit our website www.heart-magazine.pe.